Thankful that you are here today. If you would, turn with me to Luke chapter 19. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. Luke chapter 19. We'll begin reading at verse 1. Go down to verse 10. Luke 19 says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord... The half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Whew. Could you imagine what Zacchaeus felt in that moment? This day is salvation come to this house. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. For just a little while today, I want to talk to you on the subject, when my position changed my perception. We could go to the Lord in prayer right now. Lord, we need you today. God, I need your anointing to fall in this place right now. God, I pray your spirit would flow, God, and touch every heart and soul. God, anoint these feeble lips of clay that your word would come forth, God. Oh, I pray today that you would move in this place in a mighty way. God, that someone came in this place today with questions, with doubts and fears. God, but I pray today before we leave this place, God, we would reposition ourselves. God, and that our perception would change before we leave. God, and today we're quick to give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Before I begin today, I want to show you a couple of pictures, and I want, to, I want you to tell me what you see. You see, I, and, and I'm going to let you know these were Callie Grace approved. She, uh, she did this little test with me, so if she got it, I hope that you can get it. Tell me what you see. Callie Grace saw an ugly old lady, and those were her words, not mine. An ugly, how many of you see an ugly old lady in that picture? Maybe some of you. But if you turn it around, 
and you have a different position on the situation, you'll see what is no longer an ugly old lady, but you will in fact see a princess. If you were to turn the image around, it's the same exact picture, but just a different position. And so then we went to the next one, and I asked her what she thought of the next image. And she said, well, that's a duck. How many of you see a duck? But if she turned her head to the side and she said, well, it actually kind of looks like a rabbit. She was right all four times. But it was just her position and how she was looking at the image that was giving her perception. Well, I see an ugly old lady. But that same ugly old lady turned around, became a beautiful princess. And what looked like just a normal old duck turned just a certain way, looked like a cute little bunny rabbit. I can remember there used to be a store we would walk into, and in this store there were pictures full of optical illusions and holographic pictures. And if you stand right here, you see this raging lion But you take two steps over and that image has shifted and now you see a little kitten playing with a ball of yarn. Or you'd stand right here and you'd see a desert that was dry and barren. Or you'd step over here and you would see an oasis that was full and flowing. Both images were there for you to look at but it was up to your position to determine your perception. Two people could be looking at the same picture and be in an argument of what they are seeing. One says they see a seed in the ground and the other argues that it is in fact a forest. Neither are wrong. It was just their position. It was just the way that they were seeing it. In effective communication, we discuss something called a paradigm shift. The word paradigm comes from the Greek language and it means a frame of reference. In a more general sense, it's the way we see the world in terms of perceiving, understanding, and interpreting. You must see paradigms as maps. A map is not the actual place. A map is simply an explanation of certain aspects of that territory. Suppose you were given a map to San Diego, California. And on that map, it had all the places that you would like to go and all the places you would like to see. But you were taken and you were dropped off in Nashville, Tennessee. And you used that map to get to all the places you wanted to go. Imagine the frustration you would have that no matter how you looked at the map and how many times you walked down Main Street, you could never find the things you wanted to see. You could never see the sights that you had sought out for. But, but you still couldn't see everything that you had planned to see. It wasn't your attitude keeping you from it. It wasn't the devil keeping you from it. It wasn't God keeping you from it. The problem was you were in the wrong place. You had all of the right things. You had what it took to see all the sights. You simply were just in the wrong location. But if you could somehow change your position from Nashville, Tennessee to San Diego, California, you could experience everything you were told about. Some of us have been given a map to this life. 
It tells us what we need to do to be saved. It tells us how to enjoy God's blessings. It warns us of the dangers that are out there. Yet sometimes we still get frustrated. Can I get an amen? Sometimes we still get hurt and we still get confused and we still get lost. We question God and we get angry with the enemy. And we even doubt ourselves. But the problem is not my perception. The problem is my position. Here's a woman who shared her experience with a paradigm shift. She said, I remember a paradigm shift I experienced one morning on the subway in New York. People were sitting quietly, some reading newspapers, some lost in thought, some resting with their eyes closed. It was a calm and peaceful scene. Then suddenly a man and his children entered the subway. The children were so loud and rambunctious that instantly the whole climate changed. The man sat down next to me and closed his eyes, apparently oblivious to the situation. The children were yelling back and forth, throwing things, even grabbing other people's papers. It was very disturbing, and yet the man sitting next to me did nothing. It was difficult not to feel irritated. I could not believe that he could be so insensitive as to let his children run wild like that and do nothing about it. So finally, I had enough. I turned to him and said, Sir... Your children are really disturbing a lot of people. Could you please control them a little more? The man lifted his gaze as if to come to consciousness of the situation for the first time and said, Oh, you're right. I guess I should do something about it. You'll have to excuse me. We just came from the hospital where their mother died about an hour ago. I don't know what to think, and I guess they don't know how to handle it either. Can you imagine what I felt at that moment? My paradigm shifted. Suddenly I saw things differently. And because I saw differently, I thought differently. I felt differently. I behaved differently. Everything changed in an instant. A paradigm shift is what we would call putting ourselves in someone else's shoes. It is easy for us to have an opinion or a perception of something. But when we change our position, often our perception is also changed. We have an opinion of life and we have our own thoughts and ideas of how things should be. We see this thing that seems so large and problematic that we don't know if we will ever make it over this mountain. But we have got to remember it as the song says, what once looked like a mountain is just a hill from heaven's point of view. Where I stand can often determine what I see. If I have not prayed and I have not fasted and I have not been in the word and I have not sought the will of God, then I cannot expect to have a positive outlook on life. If I have not spent time every day seeking the face of God and I go out and try to make a life-changing decision, there's going to be problems. There's going to be situations I'm going to have to deal with later. My position is a position of carnality and frailty of spirit. Great author C.S. Lewis said, What you see and what you hear depends a great deal on where you are standing. 
It also depends on what sort of person you are. In our text, we see a man who has no doubt left carnage in his tracks. I am sure he had taken advantage of many people. Throughout his life, the people knew and declared he was a sinner. Others would assume that he had it made in the shade. After all, he was a tax collector. And the Bible says he was rich. But at the end of the day, it did not matter how much money he had in the bank account. It did not matter the size of the house he lived in or the car that was parked in his garage. None of that mattered. The only thing that mattered was that he was not happy. He was not pleased with his life and how it had turned out. Yes, he too had his own shortcomings. Yes, he too was probably short with people from time to time. The Bible says he was little in stature. Now some things in his life he could have changed. He could have changed the way he dressed. He could have changed the way he talked. He could have changed the way that he walked. He could have changed his occupation. He could have changed his attitude and his tempers. But he allowed some things to get out of hand that he could have probably had under control. He could decide how he wanted to treat people. He could decide what occupation he wanted. But you see, stature is something he could not change. He could wish it. He could pray it. He could believe it. He could put stilts on his feet and a big red nose on his nose. And that wouldn't change anything. Because you see, none of that would matter because it still would not change his position in life. Because of this stigma life had placed on him, he had to learn to live life just the way he was. We even have a phrase we use today called little man syndrome or the Napoleon complex. Because of one's height or the lack thereof, he will have an aggressive behavior. Or the term is also used more generally to describe people who are driven by a perceived handicap to overcompensate in other aspects of their life and thinks he has to cut other people down to get them on the same level. Maybe not physically, but maybe emotionally. He could cut them down with words and bring them down to his level, to his playing field. He was short and there was no getting around that. It was who he was. All of these other things in life he could control, but this was not going to change. Because of his shortness, he was forced to miss out on certain opportunities. He could not always see the things the other people would see them. He'd go to the theme parks and couldn't ride on all of the rides because he didn't reach that line. He would be the last one picked in a basketball pickup game because he was just short. So because of his position in life, he had a sour perception of life. And because of that, he had allowed himself to become so bitter and so angry that he treated people poorly. Because he was miserable, he made other people miserable. But on this day, something changed. Perhaps he woke up that morning saying, today, something's got to give. Have you ever woke up feeling like that? Today, something's got to give. 
I don't know what it is. It may have to be me. It may have to be the job. It may have to be the finances. But something has got to give. I cannot allow my current position to give me a blurred perception of what my life can be. So today I may be little in stature, but I am changing my position. And the Bible says, so he found a tree and began to climb. He climbed above the accusers. He climbed above the naysayers. He climbed above those that looked down on him. He climbed above his own heights. But his purpose was not to be taller. His purpose was not to have some advantage over everyone else. The Bible says he sought to see Jesus. His purpose was not to prove somebody else wrong. His purpose was not to show everybody else what he could do. The Bible says his purpose was to see Jesus. Because the Bible tells us Jesus was about to walk his way. You see, some of us wait until Jesus passes by and then we try to position ourselves. But Zacchaeus said, if my perception is going to change, then I'm going to have to get somewhere else. We wait until God is already moving and then we try to move to where he moved. But Zacchaeus positioned himself in a place and he was ready to go before Jesus ever showed up. The Bible says he climbed a tree. And the Bible says that Jesus was about to walk by this way. It would have done no good for Zacchaeus to climb up a tree that Jesus had already walked by. But he said, hey, I know that he's coming by in here in just a minute. I know there's going to be a parade of people walking by this way. But you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me from seeing Jesus today. I'm not going to let those around me keep me from what I came for today. Maybe Jesus might not even take recognition of me, but I'm going to position myself where I can see Jesus. If I can see Jesus, that's all I came for today. I'm going to climb this tree. I'm going to get above all my accusers. I'm going to get above all my problems. I'm going to get above all of my shortcomings. And today I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. So he climbs up in this tree. Now nothing can get in his way. When Jesus comes by, I will, I will see him. Verse 5 says, and when Jesus came to the place, say the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must abide at thy house. Today I must abide at thy house. The Greek word there for the place is topaz. It was saying when Jesus came to the place of opportunity. He looked up and saw Zacchaeus and said come down for today. Not yesterday Zacchaeus. I'm not worried about yesterday. I'm not worried about your past. I know you've got one. Everybody does. But I'm not here today because of your past. I am here today in your present for your future. And this place and this moment of opportunity, he must abide in thy house. When Zacchaeus heard what Jesus said, he was so excited. After all, no one ever wanted to come to his house. 
No one liked him. And now Jesus of all people wants to come and be at my house. The Bible says people begin complaining. I can't believe Jesus is going to his house. He is a sinner. He is a tax collector. Church, just remember when you begin to climb, there are always going to be others around that want to talk about you. You know who I'm talking about. Well, I know she was praying Sunday night, but let's just see how long that lasts. Yeah, I saw him praying at the altar, but if you knew him like I know him, he needs more than five minutes at the altar. Here we go again. It's the same young person with the same problem at the same altar again and again and again. Church, give me someone who is falling and trying their best to reposition themselves to Jesus' attention all, any day. Over a pew sitting gossip who wants to pick apart all of the wrongs of someone trying to do right. Give me a young person coming to the altar every Sunday saying, God, I'm sorry I messed up again. God, I'm sorry I made a mistake again, but I'm here at your altar. God, I'm here, Lord, seeking your face. I know I've got a past. I know I've made mistakes. God, but today I'm climbing in a place where I can find you again. Any day, any day, Jesus said this day, this moment of opportunity that Zacchaeus had, he took advantage of it. And because of that, that same day, his house was saved. He said, I am come to find those who are lost and save those that are lost greater life. Maybe you've been doing all you can. You've been trying to live for God. You're trying to just get in a position to get what you came looking for. But then somebody blocks you or perhaps like Zacchaeus, your own shortcomings are keeping you from seeing Jesus. I still can't see him. I still can't find him. I keep looking all over. I pray on Sunday nights. I come to Sunday school and Wednesday night Bible study. But I just can't seem to get in that place, that place of opportunity where God can take me a sinner and save me. He had been there time and time again. He had been in the lines. He had been in the places where he tried to see something and people were just stepping in his way. People were shoulder to shoulder making sure that guy is not going to see Jesus. If somebody out here today is going to get blessed it won't be that guy because that guy is a crook. That guy is a coward. That guy doesn't deserve to see Jesus. And Zacchaeus was hearing all the murmuring. He was hearing all the complaining. But there was something about Zacchaeus that day. He's heard it all before. He's heard every cruel thing they've ever had to say. But that day he said, it, it doesn't matter anymore because I'm miserable. I know I'm wealthy, but that doesn't make me happy. So he said, if I have to climb somewhere and I have to get up above where I've ever been before, I have to go higher than I've ever gone before. Perhaps it's scary to climb higher heights, 
but I've got to see Jesus. If I can get above everyone else that is around me, I'm looking for Jesus. I don't care what you said about me. I don't care what I used to be. I'm seeking Jesus today. I don't care how high I have to climb in this tree. I don't care how deep I have to go to find Jesus. Today I am seeking salvation. Not only for me, but for my family. Not only for me, but for my home. I'm doing whatever I've got to do to be saved. I'm stepping up to new heights. I'm climbing higher than I've ever climbed before. God, whatever it takes, that's what I want to do. God, I'll do whatever it takes. Oh, help us today, God, to change our position. God, so that our perception can be changed. Hallelujah. Sure, others are going to talk. Some will call you a hypocrite. Some will say you will never make it. But God said, today is the day of salvation. I know it's risky. I know it's scary and sometimes it's a struggle. But God is taking you step by step by step to the place of divine opportunity. Every step you take. You're that much closer. I don't imagine Zacchaeus climbed up on the first branch and said, this ought to be good enough. I'm just going to play it safe. I imagine he climbed to a place where he had the best view. I imagine he got to a place where he had the best seat in the house. And he said, if Jesus is going to walk by, I'm not going to stand in a place where there's a branch right in front of me where I've got to maneuver to see Jesus. I'm going to climb to a place where there is nothing in my way. There is nothing today that's going to keep me from seeing Jesus. There's no branch going to get in my way. There's no leaf that's going to be in front of my face. Today, I see Jesus. You go through your Bible and you find people who had to change their position. You see, there was a woman with an issue of blood who had to change her position. There was a man by the name of blind Bartimaeus who had to change his position. There were four leprous men who were talking one day and said, We can sit here and die or we can just get up and move and try to see if maybe we can make something happen here. But we're going to die either way. But because of their faith, we know the story God made a way for them. But perhaps one of my favorite is this man named Peter. Who was in a position where he could see Jesus walking on the water. And Peter's position was on Jesus. And he steps out of that boat and he begins to do what no ordinary man has done before. And he begins to walk on the waters to see Jesus. So Peter jumps out and he goes out there. And the moment his position changed... And his view was no longer on Jesus, but on the storm. His perception had changed. And he began to sink. His position had changed from the positive to the negative. His position had changed from the peace to the storm. And because of his position, his perception began to change. What once looked so peaceful and calm and I was walking on water. 
because my eyes were fixed on Jesus. My position was where I could see Jesus. But when the storms of life came around and began to blow, and I got my momentum and my my focus shifted over to the troubles of life and the storms of life, I began to sink. And then my perception began to doubt God. And I, I didn't know what was going on. And Jesus tells him, oh, ye of little faith, and grabs him and lifts him up. He, he saw his problems and not his promise. He saw his own failure instead of his faithful friend. Maybe we know what it is like when our focus is not on Jesus. We see our hurts instead of our help. We see bitterness instead of blessing. We see our sins instead of our Savior. But if I could change my position, if I could change not what I'm seeing, but if I could change the way I'm seeing it. Because you see, we come into the house of God every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Bible study, every prayer meeting. We're here. We see the same thing. We see the same preachers. We see the same singers every service. And and perhaps we have sat on a pew and become bitter of the things of life and we've been hurt and we've been abused and we just don't understand. But but what life has given me, my shortcomings, my stature cannot change. But the way I see it can change. My position can change. I can't change what brother so-and-so is doing. I can't change what sister Sally said, but I can change this fellow right here. I can find myself a tree and I can find myself a place to climb higher. I can find myself an altar to come to and say, I don't know about everyone else around me, but for me, I need salvation. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I may have to climb high. I may have to do something crazy, but I'll do whatever it takes. Jesus was going to pass by the city one way or another that day. You may see a glimpse today, Zacchaeus. Perhaps you may see his feet as he walks by today, Zacchaeus. Perhaps you could sneak a peek through the crowd. Perhaps you can see his hand raising above the crowd as he waves to his People that are there to celebrate him. You might, you might happen to catch a glimpse of his garments, but maybe not even see him. But Zacchaeus said, that is not enough. I don't care if I have to reposition myself today. Today, my position is changing. Today, my perception is changing. No more stinking thinking. No more gloom and doom. I have had enough. No more. Today I climb higher. Today I climb a tree. And today my position is changing. Can we stand all across this house today? Maybe I came in here today thinking holiness really isn't that important. Maybe I came in here today wondering if this is really worth it. Maybe I came in here today saying I am never going to make it. But I heard Jesus is here. I heard Jesus is going to pass by this way. And the position I've had in my life and the shortcomings I've had in my life 
just has not gotten the job done. I will have a different view today. Maybe if I change me, I will see what everyone else has been talking about. Maybe if I change me, I can see this Jesus everyone is talking about. Perhaps years ago, while I was still in school, everyone had the same vantage point as me. Perhaps there was a time I stood above the rest. But over time, people change. Others have moved on, but I am still down. And I have been down. But if I'm going to have a life-changing experience, if I'm going to have that moment, that topaz, at that place, then I'm going to have to move from the couch to the church. I'm going to have to move from the foyer to the front. I'm going to have to move from the pew to the altar. And I'm going to have to get to a place that I've never been before. I'm going to have to move to a place where perhaps I have not been in a very long time. There was a little boy who went outside with his Sunday school class one day. The teacher was talking to them about creation. And she said, well, let's play a little game. I'm going to point to something and ask you what it is. And I want you to tell me what it is. We're going to talk about creation. Well, while she's saying this, a squirrel happens to run behind her. She points over to the squirrel and she says, Kids, what is that? And this little boy raises his hands. He's ready to answer. The teacher calls his name and the young boy said, Well, I know the answer is supposed to be Jesus, but that is a squirrel. Little did he know how right he was in his accurate assessment. Because you see, it's not what you're looking at. It's where you're standing. It's the position that you see with. Your perception, your paradigm. It may look like a problem, but the answer is Jesus. It may look like cancer, but Jesus is the answer. It may look like the end of your marriage, but the answer is Jesus. I know it looks like a squirrel, but the answer is Jesus. I, 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 know, I know what you're searching for, teacher, but, but, but that's a squirrel. But the answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. Brother Landon, you don't understand what I'm going through. You're right, I don't understand, but I have the solution. Jesus. I don't know the hurts and pains you felt, but the answer is Jesus. Climb up from your low place, Zacchaeus, because today, today something changes. Move from the place you are at today and climb higher. Don't worry what anyone else around you thinks, because today, He's coming home with you. Today, when you leave this place, He's coming to your house. And today is the day of salvation. Will you say, well, well Brother Landon, I, I, don't know what, I, I don't know what all life's going to bring. That's okay. If you would climb higher today and you would get yourself in position today where He can go home with you. He can go to lunch with you. He can come back with you tonight. He can be your best friend that sticks closer than any brother. Can we lift our hands all across this sanctuary today? 
Oh, God, we call upon you today. God, help me to find you today. I don't care what I've got to do, Lord. I've got to find you.